Welcome to A Bun Dance. You guessed it, a podcast dedicated to all things surrounding dance. I am Kristen. And I am Hannah, and we are two best friends who are brought together by this art form. Please join us in five, six, seven, eight. Here's a word from our sponsor. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into Abundance Podcast again. We've got the amazing Francis Sampson with us today. And I had the pleasure of working with Francis when I attended the Limon Pro Training Program. And I've seen her dance many times. It is evident that she's not only an amazing dancer, but also a, hu- a beautiful human being, both inside and out. And she carries herself like this both on and off stage. I'm looking forward to our time spent together today to learn even more about you, Francis. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast. That is so sweet. <laughs> thank you so much. Of course. So to start us off today, Francis, can you just tell us a little bit about how you began dancing? I understand that you grew up in Toronto, Canada and studied at the Canadian Contemporary Dance Theater. So just kind of speak on maybe this a little bit and how your time in Canada influenced your career then later on. Kind of a a lot to tackle, but. (laughs) I'll start, yeah. I started dancing when I was five and I was introduced to it through my best friend. Um, I always had too much energy and a creative spirit. Um, From there, I did the natural route. I did competition dance. And then when I went to high school, I was introduced to Limon and then the Canadian Contemporary Dance Theater, which is both a studio that teaches the Limon style of movement as well as a pre-professional company. And when I think about my time at the Canadian Contemporary Dance Theater, sometimes I get emotional. It, it basically changed my life. The kind of support I had, and that was active and ongoing and consistent to get me where I am today. And just teaching me how to be a professional, um, the tools I needed to get me here, and yeah, just the general support. Um, it ran similar to like the Limon company, actually. And so through the, through CCDT, I had a better sense of rhythm. I learned to appreciate um, the Limon repertoire, the Limon style of movement, abstract concepts, um, understood more of my body, different coordinations and We also had an amazing experience of being able to perform nationally and internationally, and it is where I met our former artistic director, Colin Connor. Got it. For sharing. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, And did you always know you wanted to be a dancer? Is there a specific artist that you looked up to growing up? So who inspired you? Um, Dance was always a constant passion of mine and I always prioritized it. But no, I didn't always know I wanted to become a dancer. It wasn't until maybe my grade 10 or 11, grade 10 or 11 biology class where my teacher said, Francis, you can't do everything, but you can do anything. And it was just getting a little bit harder for me to balance my tour schedule with the schoolwork I had to accomplish. And I thought about it over the weekend and I, I chose dance 
And um, if it wasn't for that meeting, maybe I would have, you know, tried to keep pursuing both. But um, yeah, that was kind of a turning point. And yeah. I think it's the people in my life inspire me, um, whether it's my mentors, my directors, my coworkers, my friends. They were just great leaders and great people, which I think informs their artistry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like so many people can influence our paths, right? It's not usually just one person, it's many. Um, and it's really interesting that you came to that consensus that you wanted to dance early on in your life, but you didn't know, like, you don't wake up one morning at three years old and know this is exactly what I want to do, you know, because we hear that a lot of people know from a very young age, but it sounds like it naturally, it was a natural progression for you. Dance. Absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. to prioritize um, what made me happy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So cool to hear. Wonderful. Now, you are currently a professional dancer with the Jose Limon Dance Company based in New York City. When did you actually start learning the Limon technique? When did that kind of fall along your timeline? I was first introduced to it in grade nine. We learned the Donna Krasnow slash Dr. Danny Lewis movement. Oh, codified technique, I would say. It's a set series starting on the floor and then develops to standing work and traveling work. And so when I first was introduced to Lamone, I thought it was codified, but we just always practiced the same um, syllabus. And then from there, I continued to explore that syllabus at CCDT. And today I continue to use it as um, an investigation of where I am daily or as like a meditation or I use it as my pre-show ritual yeah and the canadian contemporary dance theater too you you worked with limon that technique right when you were there is that true yes okay so i was doing limon basically every day and then limon based repertoire and so through our classes and through the company i was already exploring the rep repertoire that i do today without even knowing where it was from so sometimes I'm learning pieces and I'm like, wow, my body knows that already for some reason, yeah. or I'm able to quickly learn it. And these are challenging um, coordinations or more that body is an orchestra exploration. But um, the work I've done when I was 13 until now has influenced me. And it's just amazing to see, like we were talking about earlier, how different people have influenced my personal life, my career, and sometimes you don't even know until years later. Right, that's a special kind of discovery. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, our next question, uh, you, let's see. Oh, what part of dancing the Limon technique do you connect with most? And similarly, you perform various works. What piece and or role do you hold closest to you? I know there's probably so many. <laughs> I do have a favorite one. Um, well, I'll start with the first question. I love Limon because it is so 
complex. And I could tell by the question that you've been immersed in this work. Mm -hmm. um, what fascinates me is the body's relation to space. And with that, I include time, the rhythms we play with, as well as our relationship to other bodies or objects in space. Um, and I feel like this can be interpreted both, uh, oh, interpreted in so many ways, but I just, I love that exploration. And, you know, every day we wake up and we have a different relationship to our body. And then we experience so many different things that's ongoing. And then this all helps us inform how we interact with the world. So it's what keeps this movement interesting for, I mean, I've been doing it for a decade and I'll continue to just keep exploring um, with newfound knowledge every day. I really love that perspective. That's so cool. It's so accurate to just every day we are given something different with our body, whether it be a new challenge or something feeling better or just changing of uh, perspectives or how we, we feel about our body. And then that kind of is a reflected into our dancing and our work. And it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also helps me from getting frustrated with this work. Uh, if I am not understanding a concept or a sequence, I try it a few times and then I let it go. And I know me walking through life is gonna inform it. Um, Cause actually when I started Limon, I cried every day. It was a very um, new approach to movement that felt inorganic for me. Um, and so I like that life can influence my relationship to the movement style. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, based on the work, it is so, um, natural so i think probably once you develop that sense of ease and organicness um as time went on and when you started to progress you probably felt like oh this can this can become more natural and part of my day-to-day -day. like when we think about breath and you know weight versus weightlessness and how all those things are just you know we do that any every day it doesn't have to be even in dancing and i think that's what's so interesting about the technique and kind of what you're you're saying and your body doesn't have to be in its perfect form every day for us to, to work with it um i don't know so it is very it's informative this work and i think everything you're saying makes a lot of sense yeah it it's taught me so much and of course the understanding needs to also be absorbed mentally but the body is so smart and it is so resilient and I've learned so much from just exploring. I, yeah, it. <laughs> that's amazing. That's really amazing. Um, all right, and our next question, what's your favorite role? role. You seem very sure about this. So excited. I am to very say. sure about <laughs> this one. There are many, I, I mean, these are masterworks that I was so lucky to perform. But my favorite piece is Jose Limon's Chacon, mm. the solo. And when I first joined the company, actually, I wasn't even officially with the company yet because I didn't have my paperwork finished and I ended up leaving. But I watched uh, Logan, our associate director, 
learned it from Gary Masters, who worked directly with Jose Limon. And at the same time, I was also attempting it, but it was way too challenging for me, um, both physically, musically, in, in every aspect. But in the work, I see growth through the individual. It starts very simple. And then these movement motifs develop into very articulate, full-bodied patterns. And so you see this character grow. I also see uh, command and ownership of who they are as an individual. Um, I see strength and maturity. And it just reminds me of my development through this company and my time in this work. And so I had the pleasure of performing it um, for our joy season and throughout other national tours. But I just feel not only honored, but also proud of myself and the work that I've done as a person, but also as an artist to now perform it and continue this work and to pass it down to then other generations. But um, I relate it to, yeah, me coming to the United States. And it's similar to Jose Limon. He was a Mexican immigrant. And I just imagine the kind of strength and determination he needed. And I can relate to that in a small way, but um, just what it is to be resilient to have that determination and to be an outsider in a new place. And an image that also resonates with me when Gary Masters said it, it starts with a very large, deep lunge with the pelvis thrusting forward. And he said, imagine you're um, coming out of a stone or marble. And I just love that image of stepping forward into maybe the unknown. Yeah. Love that. And I applaud you a lot for actually being able to feel that pride that you should feel, right? As dancers, sometimes we're just so perfectionistic and we struggle to give ourselves credit when credit is due. And so just hearing that about how special this, this piece is to you and how you actually feel pride in performing it is really, really wonderful to hear. I mean, I was a wreck before I performed it. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to pull me aside and give me a little pep talk but okay <laughs> I feel so accomplished getting through that piece yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah it sounds like such a full circle moment like right before you joined the company and now years later you're able to do it so yeah, it makes me feel growth which is important and so yeah. hard to measure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And um, when did you join the company? By the I way? officially joined the company in 2017. Oh, okay. Very nice. So it's been a couple of years now. That's Five awesome. years. Yeah. And a bit, I'd like to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I bet Logan probably helped you. Uh, with Chacon. So that was probably, right? I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, but 
you watched her learn from Gary and then she probably passed on her wisdom to you, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Super... work so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Sense of community. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. And now, Francis, are you dancing or teaching with any other companies right now, or is your primary focus with Lamone? Well, this season, we've been so incredibly busy. I was, I keep telling people, I don't even know summer started, because we did our spring performances, and it just kept rolling through. Um, so right now, I am primarily um, dancing for the company. I also teach for the institution, but... Okay. Um, I'll be going back to Toronto, and I always revisit CCDT, other arts high schools um, in the area. I, I mean, I also was teaching last fall at Purchase College. I've taught at Hunter College. Oh. Um, I've taught in mm-hmm. Italy. I've taught in Denmark, um, across the United States. Um, so. Are these like fast teaching opportunities, or like master classes, or? All of the above, yeah. And before the pandemic, I was collaborating with a woman named Jackie or Jacqueline Balness. And it was two American-based dancers with two Danish musicians. And so it was a project called The Gravity Between and we toured all of Denmark. And our last tour finished in Italy right before the pandemic. And so that was a very rewarding experience to create a project and allow that to take us around the world. Yeah, and I'm happy for you that the timing worked out that you could get that in. That's really great. Mm -hmm. We just got it in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But hey, that's what matters, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, All right. So Francis, it is evident, and this is just from me watching you dance, I can, I can just sense the artistry and the presence that you have when you dance. Is there a certain thought or feeling that you try to emulate when you perform? Perhaps it's dependent upon the, the piece and the role. Right, absolutely. Um... When I approach work, I look for honesty, integrity, and purity of the work. Um, I think what attracts people is other people, and we are most beautiful when we are honest to ourselves and to whoever we are communicating with. Um, So I like to one, think about the intention of the movement and give it context, where it's done, um, what it is in response to. And then I also then look at different archival footage from the past and present and see how that's been interpreted on different bodies and in different peoples. And then I then investigate it for myself. Um, How does this movement, how do these sensations or rhythms feel in my body and then how can I use again my life experiences to inform um, the character the story the voices that I'm trying to convey and I think that's a collective effort um, in the room whether it's a group piece or even a solo piece. Mm -hmm. 
think that's really great that you take the time to investigate those before you that um, have also performed in the specific pieces you're working on. I think that that's a nice way to kind of like honor um, those who came before and just carry on the history and tradition, but also make something your own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's part of the work we do. Right. Scary. But I also, maybe I got confused with the order, but I investigate the work first, or we encourage to, and then watch the video so that we can okay. use our own experience to inform yeah. the story and then research to find mm -hmm. different choices and interpretations. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's really, that's really interesting. And I think it's important for all dancers to try to be honest with whatever work they're putting themselves in, or even if it's just class, we just think I'm going to be honest with myself and how, how does that maybe influence the rest of your dancing for that particular time or day, you know? Incredibly important in class. Yeah. Um, for safety, but also to continue your investigation. Like, what do you need for the day? Um, you also can't focus on this, this, and that, but you can give yourself an intention for the class. Um, and I think that is a helpful tool in sustaining yourself. Mm -hmm. I think from an audience perspective too, I think viewers can can see when something's authentic versus when it's not. I think that that really does resonate with people and show through. So like you want to give that raw, honest performance and not, I don't know, I guess come across as, as superficial in any way in whatever character you're trying to portray. Yeah, energy is palpable so they can feel, sense, read it. And that's why they come as a live audience to experience mm -hmm. these living, breathing, moving bodies. Yeah, definitely. And now jumping back, Francis, to something you were just talking about a little bit ago with all of the guest teaching, lecturing, reconstructing you've done across the country and abroad. Are there any favorite experiences or just like your favorite piece that you performed? Does anything just jump out to you like that? Um, I had the opportunity to perform, to perform, to teach at Merchant College. And it was my dream school that I didn't end up attending. And mm -hmm. it felt very full circle to be back there, especially as a dancer who left college. Um, I was, I finished high school and basically went straight to Limo Dance Company. So um, it's always an honor to be teaching at that high of a level, but also I get just as much pleasure teaching beginner level, but that particular one was um, important to me. That was really special. It's also where we got one of our newer company members, Johnson Kuo, and he is wilder and freer than I'll ever be. So it's amazing to be able to 
um, share Limon because it's, it's something I learned at such a young age and it's something that not everyone is able or given the time to appreciate. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, Francis, these are such great responses and I think our audience will really appreciate what what you're saying. It's, it's definitely resonating with me. Um, so thank you for sharing. Thank and you. yeah, and lastly, how do you keep yourself mentally and physically strong as a professional in the dance field? Can you offer any advice to dancers pursuing a career in dance? Support and community helps me um, stay grounded, focused, and it helps me remember why I do this every day. Um, so that is primarily the Limo Dance Company. It's also my family and the dance community in New York, but, and in Toronto, um, but yeah, they just remind me why I do it. And they, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, it sounds like you have a really wonderful community of people, which is, it's very important and, and special to be able to have. Yes, yeah, it, it, feel, New York can make you feel very alone, even though there's mm -hmm. so many people, but having a strong support system definitely makes you feel safe. Um, yeah, and probably just having people to, to talk to that are both in and out of the dance scene. I'm sure that's really helpful for you yes. as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Francis, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share before we exit this lovely interview? <laughs> um, no, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Thank um, you for being on. Yeah. Wonderful energy. Oh, thank you for doing this, making it happen. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. You're such an inspiration. And so we're, we're so lucky to have someone like you on the podcast. Thanks for tuning into Abundance. We appreciate your support. We hope to have PK in your interest. Feel free to contact us at AbundancePodcast5678 at gmail.com and give us feedback on what you'd like to hear. That is Abundance without parentheses. Go dance yourself silly. Bye for now. A special thank you to Richard D. Fiore for our lovely podcast tune and Matt Mellish for our cover art.